What's up, guys? This is the Daily Lateral Podcast. First ever episode. I'm Dallas Stewart, along with my PIC, Liam Henderson. What's up, buddy? How's it going, y'all? Ready to get the show rolling. So, we talk football. We're just two guys. Love football. Uh, love the NFL. Me, personally, I'm a Texans fan. My buddy Liam over here, he's a, he's a Pittsburgh Steeler. Very passionate about Pittsburgh. You know how sports are around up in that city, but uh, it's been a rough year, but still repping, hanging, hanging tight. And, uh, it's a rough season over there. Yeah, we're hoping we can bounce back. Got some talent. I mean, we'll see how it's going. Defenses, uh, I guess, our anchor. We'll see. Well, we'll see about that, but what about that, that Texans game? That was something. That Texans? Something. Gosh, man. That un- like, unbiased. That was just a... Good game. Yeah, major statement last week by the uh, by the Texans, fifty three to thirty two, NFL game putting up fifty three points. That's saying something. That offense is lethal when they are on point. Man, I don't know who who's hanging with them. They're, the Chiefs. That's about it. Yeah, it may, and I don't even know. But I mean, you get Deshaun Watson. Big big stat of the day for me: zero sacks. None. And one QB hit. That's very impressive. Coming off a season where they were one of the worst teams, had worst offensive lines in the NFL. And even earlier in this season, they were struggling. Deshaun still struggling, getting sacked. Offensive line struggling, even with the pickup of Larry Tunsil. But uh, last week, they looked good. That offensive line looked good. Yeah, going into that game, they, they allowed 18 sacks. 18 sacks. That is a lot um Credit to Laramie Tunzel though. I think uh, this last game, I know the Atlanta Falcons, their their pass rush isn't isn't much to look at for their defense as a whole. But to only allow one QB hit, period. That said, regardless, it's still the NFL. That's right. that's a big statement, and I think that game kind of showed all the people who doubted the Laramie Tunzel Kenny Stills trade. Thinking we we sent over too much. Too much right. I think I think so far the Texans offense has showed that was a good trade and a good decision and one of the only props I can give to Bill O'Brien is that trade. <laughs> and you like him as a GM, huh? I like him as I a like GM. What he's done. I think I think the Texans should really think about keeping him in the front office. But as a head coach, get rid of his ass. Just. <laughs> He's gone. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize this was the first week that the Texans really gave the reins to Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly took the reins of that offense this week and ran with it. Yeah, he, and uh, that that offense was showing sparks everywhere. Carlos Hyde ripping some solid gains, and they were just the run throw. They were doing everything they could, but they were splitting that defense apart. And Deshaun was reading them like it was a cakewalk. And just dropping dimes to Will Fuller all day, who he had a career day. Career high in touchdown, yardage, and receptions. What a game from him. That was very impressive. 14 grabs, 217 yards, and three TDs. And he got tackled at the one-yard line twice. He could have had five TDs. Yeah. And that was all with, of course, 
they were they were probably honing in on uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but Hopkins still had a, a solid day for himself there. Seven grabs, eighty eight yards. Yeah, his his time will come. Well, he'll, he'll pop off, but just to see that. Okay, well, even without our star player going crazy, we can still put up fifty three points. That's very impressive. It's from that team, and I'm biased as well. You know, for all of our you know, it's our first it's our first episode. But Deshaun Watson, y'all will come to know is my favorite player in the NFL. I love the man to death. He's, in my opinion, he's the best quarterback in the NFL when you give him time. 420, what was it, 426? 426 total yards in the air. Uh, five passing touchdowns. He scrambled for 47. He was 28 for 33 in a perfect QB rating. That is the first time in NFL history a quarterback has thrown for over 400 yards, five touchdowns, and five or fewer incompletions and no picks. And uh, Dallas and I talked before the game. We both said, you know what, I think this is a week that uh, Deshaun Watson absolutely goes in. You know, coming off a week where, you know, many haters coming out, critique, everyone saying he's holding on to the ball too long, which he's had his struggles with that, but... It's term, in terms of decision-making and uh, just slinging that rock. You know, he put in some work after the game uh, the previous week, but this past weekend he went in and he ate. And now he showed us what he's truly about, I think. And, you know, just a quarterback like that who's hungry, he's hungry, he wants it, he wants to get better, he wants to win. You know, he's got some, some amazing qualities in him, and I, I really do think he can be great. And that offense is going to take some time, you know, of course – they popped off this past week, but um, once they get that chemistry fully flowing, and uh, hopefully they'll let uh, the offensive coordinator keep calling plays, and uh, that team, that team is uh, definitely a team to look out for. You know, I I predict them going taking that division, and uh, we'll see we'll see where they're at come later in the season. But uh, yeah, they'll be in the playoffs. I, I believe it. Well, the Tim Kelly really came after went after our strengths. He he played to Deshaun Watson's ability, that offense's ability. Uh, we've been a team that the Texans has been a team that really likes going down the field, taking those big shots, big passes, play action passes, misdirection, any anything to get going. And then but my problem with Bill O'Brien is Bill O'Brien has that old school style of football which I don't think I don't think it's really a problem for other teams, but the Texans aren't built for it, is running the football to open up the pass. That doesn't work in today's NFL anymore. Besides, I mean, what the Colts did to the Chiefs, but, uh, I mean, he understands that our talent is throwing the football. Air it out, open up the run, and that's what really got Carlos Hyde and even Duke Johnson busted up. Uh, a couple big runs, but you know you got a player like Deshaun Watson who's his cleats right now from that game being sent to Canton. Ain't that something for being the first quarterback to ever do that? And then um, also his release time. Did you? He got the ball out quick. Yeah, it was like average like two point three four seconds. And uh, for a throw. It was it was a lot better, a huge improvement, getting the ball out of his hands. Yeah, on the other side of the ball, I think um, the Falcons have got a lot of figuring out to do. They 
it's really like they've almost lost their self-identity. Julio, another quiet game. He um, got shut down. Yeah. That uh that defense that and then the Falcons defense really did not look good at all. You know, and what I what I heard the other day is that team is being spent over two hundred million on the uh the the um salary for all the players on the team. And so they're spending like the most in the league, I think. Something like that, but they they don't they're have much there. they don't have much to show for it. They're um, top three easily. Yeah, they don't have much to show for it this year. And so I think, you know, Dan Quinn took over on defense and uh and then they got fifty three put up on him. So, you know, what seemed to be him uh taking control and saying, you know, let's get this figured out defensively did not seem to work. So uh hopefully they can take this week and um see what they can get going, but I don't think it's enough. Anything. I don't know. That team uh is struggling right now. They, do you think Dan Quinn is gone at some point this season? Mid season? You know, I think they're gonna keep a decent leash with him, but coming you know, that team really it seems like they've just I don't know. They haven't been the same ever since that Super Bowl, that's for sure. And that they really do have potential to be great. So, um, you know, I don't know. I'd, I'd say anything happens if, if the landslide continues. But, mm. Well, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the Falcons going anywhere. God, they So much talent on offense. All wasted on that defense. That non-existent defense. But... Let's talk about that 49ers game. That was something. Making a statement saying we are not fakes. I am sold on the 49ers this season now. I think they are a real football team. Jimmy G still looks a little shaky out there sometimes. Um, a little bit too much for my taste. But they really, they really know what they're doing on the offensive coordinators. They know what they're doing. Helping him out, giving him plays that makes, you know, makes life easier on him. And then Matt Breida, play one, taking it to the crib, turning on the Jets. That, you know, that was impressive. That that just set the tone for the whole game. I was like, oh my god, man! I thought the Browns were gonna start picking it back up together. You know, didn't happen. Uh, and you know, um, I love seeing Joey Bosa, the <laughs> one of the lottery picks, getting up there and. Uh, and taking down taking down Baker, forcing a fumble, and then can't forget that celebration. He was uh just getting a little payback for, for Baker's little celebration that he did back in the horseshoe a couple years ago, planting the flag at midfield. But um you know that, that defense was also impressive. Holding that explosive offense to three points and granted it was it was just a bad day all around for the Browns, but um Baker looked sloppy. Yeah, ba- Baker uh this year I have you know, I've seen a couple glimpses but you know, I was really hoping for more. And, you know, we're we're early in the season. Hopefully they get it figured out. But um, I haven't seen what I wanted to see from Baker. He really did. The decision-making seems slow. Um, he's missing some passes. But, you know, we'll see as the season continues. Well, and then you have, he had, what, couple, he had a few picks. Um, he had one. Really wasn't his fault. He get, He delivered a good ball to the goal line. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't the best ball, but you're a wide receiver in the NFL. It doesn't matter if that ball's a tiny bit behind you. It was just on his back shoulder. Right. It was All it was was his back shoulder, and he just fell down, and he kicked it. He kicked it right into the defender. Just gave him an interception, so you can't put that on Baker. Uh, I think there was a sack or two that probably wasn't on Baker. Uh, I, was, I was watching something 
yesterday. It was a. They were they were picking apart the Browns and just saying, oh, most of this stuff really isn't on Baker. It's out of his control. It's just the Browns being the Browns. Well, if you really look at it, it's not like the pocket's collapsing on him that much. It's stuff that's he would have gotten away from his rookie season. He's just not doing it this year. He seems to be panicking back there, you know. He's, he keeps telling everybody, don't panic, we're fine, we got this under control. But um, while he's in the pocket, he seems to be panicking, you know, when those pass rushers come around the edge. Um, I don't know. He's, he hasn't looked the same this year. Uh, to the Browns' defense, though, you know, they started Freddie Kitchens, new coach. He's done, I think he's done a good job. I think he is definitely a player's coach. Um, I think they started off a little bit on the wrong foot with all that hype they got this coming into the season. I think on all the new talent they got, I think they just came in with those big heads like, okay, look, we're, we we got to live up to this hype. We have. They felt the pressure, and the play calling showed it. The play calling was nothing like Baker's rookie season. There was, from game one I mean, against the Titans, they... There was there was no play action like there was before. No boots. There was no misdirection that the Browns ran all of Baker's rookie year that made him look so good. They just came out like, okay, we have Odell Beckham, we have Jarvis Landry, we have Nick Chubb, we got Baker Mayfield. And we're just going to be explosive and we're just going to beat everybody off of town. And it hasn't shown. It really hasn't shown. But the 49ers... They proved something, kind of a thirty-one to three statement, and a very tough NFC West division. You got they have the Rams this next weekend. Uh, I think that's going to be a good game. Still don't know who comes out of that out of that one as a winner. Obviously, uh, I think the Forty ers They got a couple guys banged up, which could potentially hurt them. Yeah. Uh, but the even in the Rams' loss to the Seahawks, they still looked good. Jer- Jared Goff was using his tight ends more than I've seen. Yeah, he heated up. Uh, Cooper Cup, he, he, we all know he's he's a dog. He's going in right now. Yeah. Uh, gosh, and the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, that pass to Tyler Lockett. I like that team. They are looking good. You know, and that wasn't even like a dominant victory. That game still came down to the wire. But just they're they're showing fight, I feel, and like and Russell Wilson, like um like Jadavian Clowney said before before he got traded, or maybe maybe it was after he got traded, he said, you know, with a guy like Russ, you can be down a hundred points and you still feel like you can come back and he's gonna fight for you and try to fight and win. And you just like hearing that, you know, and that defense with Clowney, they're they're playing tenacious football and then Russell Wilson on those side of the ball, you just you can't hate that guy. He you know, he just makes plays all around. Yeah, he's a very good dude. And they're very relying humble. yeah, they're relying on Chris Carson, who seems to be working. He's getting the trick done after um some fumbling issues earlier in the season, but last two games tighten that up and uh like what he's doing. I think he's had like back to back hundred yard games. So yeah, that team's looking pretty strong as well. It's a tough division. You still think the forty ers I mean they I think their their chances went up to about fifty seven percent chance to win the division now. I think uh uh, of course, those are, I mean, percentages don't lie, but, I mean, it's not guaranteed. I still, I kind of don't buy them being the favorite in that division, though. It, it's going to come down to the wire. 
regardless, I still think in a very tough NFC, this the conference as a whole, strong. Yeah. Very this strong year. this year. Very strong. I still think the 49ers some, come out with at least a wild card. Yeah, I could see it. I could see I'm it. sold on that defense. I'm sold on George Kittle. Jimmy Got G, him involved last night. He's Jimmy G's. He's he's improving. I'll say that he's he's not the same as the beginning of the season throwing four picks in a row on four passes <laughs> to his own defense. But they they seem they seem to be working better with him now, giving him plays that he can he can actually run. I do think the 49ers would benefit of picking picking up a big name receiver. Yeah, I could see uh and you know who else can we think of besides uh, AJ Green who, you know, of course he's injured, he's not fully capable, but they're saying he's really just not motivated to come back. No contract, no new contract in the works in a team that's, you know, struggling heavily. You know, they're asking a first rounder for him and I, you know, I could see uh I could see San Fran if they were to go pick him up. That team becomes elite. That offense becomes... They've already got the run game with uh, Tevin Coleman coming back and Matt Breida. And then George Kittle and, uh, say, A.J. Green. That team... And then that that defense, that team's elite. Yeah, if they can, if they can stay... If A.J. Green could stay healthy, that's the one issue. Uh, I don't... I think it would be... I, would you I think give it would a, be a good fit if he could stay healthy. Yeah. Would you give a first-rounder for him, though? See, I don't... I wouldn't make that decision. I wouldn't make that call. I don't I don't think I would just because of the health Great. issues, but if you're the 49ers, why not? Yeah. They're kind of in like shock mode. I wouldn't necessarily say a win now situation because mm-hmm. they have some younger guys. They have they have some really talented younger guys. Um I do still think they need a couple more veteran big names out there with them. But, I mean, that NFC is just ridiculous. Yeah. And then on the AFC side, that Chiefs-Colts game. What a shocker. That uh, was huge. I don't think many people saw Kansas City losing a game till, till late in the year with the way they were playing. The Colts came in, though. They knew it. That, co- that, that, new, that coach they have, he was calling it the whole thing. He was not surprised at all. Told numerous, nu- numerous articles came out. About about this new coach and he straight up said he was like I I wouldn't be shocked at all if we we go in there and beat the Chiefs it's like we're gonna do it I we're gonna beat the Chiefs and Jacoby Brissett believed it that the whole the Colts organization as a whole just believed they were going to go into Arrowhead and walk out of there with the win and it started with the offensive line that offensive line was crazy especially on uh, the left side, the left guard, and the left tackle. They just, they ran over Kansas City pass rushers. They had no chance. Uh, Marlon Mack. Marlon yeah, they, Mack. They rode him, didn't they? He had a, he had a big day. He, coming off of a tweaked angle injury that after, right. after last week at, in a press conference, he said it's not even a big deal. They don't, he didn't even know why they took him out. He was fine. Uh, showed it against the Chiefs, and you know, uh, do you know how long, he, on average, he sat behind his line? Mm-mm. 3.04 seconds. Wow. Patience. Patience is a virtue. And we haven't know. seen that kind of patience since, you know, Le'Veon was, right. first came in, 
And he even showed more patience than Le'Veon whenever he his first couple of years in the league. And I love watching guys, you know, just sit back there, wait for the hole to, to open up, and then they make that quick burst, and, the, and you know, they turn out field, and, and they make, they get some yards out of it. You know, it's... His footwork was crazy. He There was that, that one big run in the first half he, he busted out, right up the middle, took it almost all the way into the end zone. I think he got tackled probably around, like, the five or something. Uh, his first, like, eight yards... Was literally just cuts. Yeah. He didn't even take one. Jump cuts, right? It was just jump cuts. That was all for eight yards. Yeah. Crazy. And that's really speaks to that offensive line as well. And that the game as a whole is a coaching victory. Agreed. That was a coaching victory. He knew exactly what he needed to do on offense and on defense. Uh, they got They got to Patty Mahomes. Um, that first drive, you know, he did his thing. And even on Patty Mahomes' worst day, come on, like 321 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, man, isn't that dude something, you know? And I think Kansas City will be just fine. You know, they're going to get back on their mojo. They're still going to score a lot of points. You know, this was this was an off night for them. Um, they're really banged up. Yeah, they got... And they got to play the Texans' offense. That's... Talk about that game. We'll have to talk about that game later. That's gonna be uh something right there, but I, I really think Kansas City will be just fine. They're gonna I think they've got Tyreek Hill coming back in the uh, near future, and um, he might play this week. Yeah, maybe, and uh, it, we just know that that offense is explosive, and so they they'll be back on their thing. Oh, they still have defensive struggles, even though they have uh Tyron Matthew. That was that was a big pickup for the Chiefs. He had a he had a good game. He had a damn good game. Uh, he had a pick off of Jacoby Brissett. He had a couple. He rushed in a couple times. He had a few big tackles for loss. He he was everywhere for the Chiefs' defense, even though they didn't pull out the win. Uh, the Chiefs really just don't have enough weapons on defense. They're, they're not a very good rush defense. Um, not very good against the run. Not great against the pass. They've gotten a little bit better adding Tyron Matthew. Getting a little bit more experience in there. Um, and Patty, he, he, you know, he got his ankle rolled in the first in the first half. And he really didn't look the same after that. And then it happened again towards the end in the second half. And it was terrible. He was limping bad. Like, it was going towards the sideline. I mean, it was like me after I'm like ran a mile. It was just my... <laughs> Kind of like how I limp off, you know, my terrible knees. You know how that is. Oh, yeah. With me, and he, he was just, he looked like he needed some crutches. But I think he'll, he said he, he'll be fine. And I believe he does play this weekend. There's no way he yeah, doesn't play. For sure. Um, the Chiefs, though, I, I think they're in a little more trouble than what they probably think they're in just because of, they took a big hit losing that uh losing an offensive lineman. They lost Wiley in that game. And his backup, gosh, what is he a pretty sure he's a rookie, looked terrible. He got absolutely blown up by the Colts front seven. And who do they have? They have Justin Houston, um the two new line blackers, linebackers that you like, they they weren't there. They didn't play that game. Uh, they had another D lineman kind of step up, but they, 
they really need to step it up if they're going to go against the Texans' front seven, who's much better, in my opinion. Right. J.J. J.J. Watt, D.J. Reader has been stepping up this year. You got the whole linebacking core for the Texans is just outstanding and completely undervalued, in my opinion, in this league. You got Whitney Merciless, Zach Cunningham. You know, they're... There's some there's some players. I sure um, hope uh, Kansas City's ready for that game. They better know what's coming because if not, they're gonna they're gonna have Houston walk into Arrowhead and, and smack them up, and then that's gonna be their second straight loss. Which, you know, that's not the it's not the end of the world or anything. But uh, you know, th- I think they should they need to be aware that Houston's Houston's a hot team right now, and they're coming in strong. Well, let's move on to some more NFC talk. You got uh, the Vikings finally throwing the football. They got uh, Adam Thielen going. Uh, Stephon Diggs still was like, nah. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't really get that many looks, but Kirk Cousins looked good. Right. He answered uh, Thielen's kind of call out that he had previous uh, the previous week, you know, saying we need to throw the ball and play better. And, um, you know, they did that, and, and it showed. They, they got the victory by uh, a decent margin, and, you know, Adam Thielen had a great game, and, you know, Kirk Cousins had a pretty good game himself. Yeah, that, and I, even after that good game, I mean, I I still don't I, – I don't like how the Vikings coach is really is, is really handling this situation with uh, Thielen and, and Diggs. Um, I think Thielen and Cousins really handled it a lot better than compared to Thielen – or compared to the coach with Thielen and Cousins. Uh, Thielen came out and said there was, there was no – ill feelings between him and cousins obviously because look what happened yeah um, he was like that that wasn't a shot at him and the coach even he in a press conference after a practice straight up told uh straight up, i don't even remember what reporter he told but he he looked at him straight in his face and said you know well yeah we'll we'll have to give a couple deep balls to stefan make him happy target target him well, target Thielen a little bit, I guess. He was just completely nonchalant, and you could see it all over his face and in his tone that he was just annoyed. And there's, I think it comes down to a front office issue with the Vikings. You give a quarterback, Kirk Cousins, $84 million guarantee. You give him that kind of money, and then a coach comes in and says, well, I have Dalvin Cook. I want to run the football. Yeah. And there's just miscommunication there there's a imbalance of power in my opinion and then they have a game like this where they they let him sling it they says fine we'll sling it and dalvin cook had an amazing game oh yeah on the ground and in the air he had like 86 receiving yards off of six grabs feeling huge day stefan diggs still had a pretty fairly decent day not on his standards i right right right. i assume but he's still not in any any he doesn't have any room to be asking for a trade. He just signed a contract. He has like a four year deal on him right now. You know, and uh and I saw I saw an interview. Um they asked him straight up, Do you want to be in Minnesota? And he goes, I do want to be in Minnesota. And then drops a little wink. Like he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. He really wants out. He wants out. There's the but the only way he he gets out of there right now is if somebody is willing to eat that contract, which I don't really think there's a lot of teams that would eat that contract right now in the NFL. That at least anywhere where he would want to go, not that it's really his choice, but 
yeah, I don't. He's not going to go anywhere unless he he pulls a Antonio Brown and just completely sabotages himself. Please no, we don't want to see another one of those situations <laughs> go down. But, uh, I don't see it happening. And then you know, and you know, uh, do you know who Bo Levi Mitchell is? I've heard, actually I read the report. Bo Levi Mitchell. He is a uh, he's a quarterback in the Canadian Football League. And what I don't there's not a lot of people talking about it right now, but I think it's a big deal. And especially with I I'm not in the Vikings organization, but I still think their their front office is a little little bit walking on eggshells, a little too fragile for that to be coming out. Bo Levi Mitchell, a quarterback in the CFL, he was approached by the Vikings to come to come to their organization to sign earn some big money like hey how would you how would you feel about coming to play for the Vikings and he he was up for it he he was a little skeptical asking a, a couple questions and uh, he said well he's a very competitive player first of all super competitive he said uh uh yeah I'd love I'd love to play in the NFL you know come in uh, there and take that spot <laughs> and that's what he said he said I, I yeah I, I'm a competitor I'd love to come uh, and help the Vikings organization win. And per Bo Levi Mitchell, this no name dropping here, no name dropping. He uh, this we'll call him a Vikings representative. Fair said, no, 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 no. We don't want you to come to Minnesota and take Kirk Cousins' spot. Take our eighty-four million dollar quarterback spot. We want you to come in and. Teach Kirk Cousins. Show him. Tell him what you're seeing while he's on the sideline. We want some. We want a good quarterback film room. We don't want you to do anything else. And he pretty much told him to kick rocks and flip flops. Yeah, he said. He said, "I have never. It will. Every level I've played at within three years, I have won a championship." He he's from he's from my neck of the woods. He's from Katy, he's from Katy, Texas. He went to Katy. Uh, he won he won a state championship. Won a six A state championship. He threw for like, well, I think it was like twenty six hundred yards as a senior. Thirty something touchdowns. Uh, won MVP. Had scholarship offers from SMU, Eastern Washington. Went to SMU. Played. He played in his second season. He got hurt. Um, a freshman quarterback came in and led SMU to a good year. So they kind of wanted to ride off that. And he entered the transfer portal, went to Eastern Washington, and won a national championship. And then goes to the CFL, and he's been an all-pro selection for them, like what, like three times He's won. He won outstanding MVP of the CFL, like whatever their equivalent award is. I don't know what they call it. Uh, he won that in twenty eighteen. He's a good quarterback. You know they must have really saw something in him, for them to say, "Come teach Kirk Cousins, who's been in the in the NFL for quite a while." But they said, "Come show him what you're seeing." You know, don't take a spot. Too much controversy, but come in and show him what you're seeing. They and I agree they, with they had Obi high hopes for that. that. I I agree with him. That that's not the way football should be played anymore. Like seriously, come on. I mean that that's kind of like the Jaguars situation right now with Gardner Minshew. 
I think the Jaguars, even if Nick Foles come back, they're not. You don't keep Gardner Minshew in just because you're paying Nick Foles bank. He's getting the bag, but Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback. He's look good. He he is a good quarterback. He is doing things with the Jags that I wouldn't. I don't think anybody would have called. I'm not going to go ahead and call him the next Tom Brady, but he's a six-round pick. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But, uh, yeah, I've been impressed by him for sure. You know, coming in, I didn't know the name. Uh, and then, you know, I watched him first couple of weeks. I'm like, this kid can play. And, and you know, he's been, he's been pretty consistent putting up. You know, I don't think anybody expected him to, to play, the, play as good as he's done. And, you know, that Jacksonville team, you know, the offense, I mean, they're scoring some points. Uh, the season, you know, it hasn't been ideal, but. They're still scoring some points over there. Yeah, and they're still they're not out of the race by any means. Especially in the AFC South. But moving on from that, Vikings, figure it out. Trust your players. Figure it out. Now, the Chargers. Back to the AFC. The Chargers. Melvin that. Gordon and the Austin Eckler situation. Given that they just lost to the freaking Denver Broncos, how do you think that situation plays out? You know, in that game, Austin Eckler had like 15 catches or something like that. So they were still, he was still heavily involved, heavily, heavily involved. And so maybe they're just phasing Melvin Gordon in, uh, you know, maybe he's not. Yeah, he had 12 carries, 31 yards, up to a couple grabs. But, you know, I'd say... I'd say if he's ready to roll, rock with him. You know, we know what that guy can do when he's in shape and, and he's in form. And um, coming off that game where they, they looked horrible against Denver, you know, I'd say I'd say they got to rock with uh, Melvin Gordon. You know, that doesn't mean completely just get rid of uh, Austin Eckler in the backfield. Still, you know, phase him in on passing downs, maybe some third down work. I'd put him in that slot um, receiver. Yeah. You could he, even, he had a couple looks at slot. You could even do that with Denver him. game. Yeah, I'd say um, get Melvin Gordon. If he's ready, he's got to get the ball. He's got to get some touches. You know, Keenan Allen, uh, he's been quiet these last couple weeks. Uh, earlier in the year, dude was going crazy, but um, he's been a little bit quiet. And so I, I really – I thought that um, – I thought that that's, that the uh, the Chargers could um, could be a solid team, you know, in the AFC. And uh, these past couple weeks have been iffy, you know, but – he still had a career day against the Texans, even in that loss. He's still a top receiver. It's just the Chargers. What's going on? We don't know. I don't know. I thought the AFC West was going to be a lot more competitive. The Raiders are actually showing something in that division now. Big win for John Gruden in London over the Bears. I didn't see that coming at all. That was a that was a big game. Um, it's the Chiefs to lose at this point, and they're not going to lose it. But the Melvin Gordon situation, you, I agree with you. Ride him. Ride him. He, he just needs to get hot again. And you're, what, they're 2-3 and three now. The Chargers are 2-3. and three. They need something. And Austin Eckler's been doing some good work since, yeah, since no, Melvin Gordon's no, been no holding out. No diss to Austin Eckler. No diss at all. But you you gotta ride your guy, and whether the Chargers like it or not, Melvin Gordon is their guy. He's their guy. Philip Rivers, hey, he's he's had a great career. He's he's about to turn. What is he? Thirty? Isn't he thirty seven? 
He's like 37 years old. He's a, he's at the end of his career. He's done. Honestly, he's he's done. He can still do some things, you know, he's still he's still Philip Rivers, but he's done. Chargers, he's done. Hot take. Hot Steelers. Take. Steelers though, on the other side of the country in the AFC. <sighs> Rough are season. they done? Do you think they're done? Done as in they're not they're not making playoffs or anything, you know, that that's just rule the season out. Let's yeah. That type of yeah. Um I'm not willing to rule them out yet. Um you know, from what I saw when Mason Rudolph was playing, you know, I was impressed. I saw a team, you know, still still playing some solid football. That defense seemed to be stepping up. The offense still put up some points. Of course, Mason Rudolph uh knocked out this past weekend on the field and uh he was take he left the game and went to the hospital. Uh, I saw that he is uh he left the hospital and um you know, we'll see we'll see what the uh diagnosis is and um Yeah, prayers of, up for him. Yeah, prayers up and see what type of uh injury he, he can escape with. Hopefully hopefully nothing major. Um very scary scene, but I'm hoping that, you know, when he's ready to return, we'll see what Pittsburgh can do. Um I'm not willing to rule them out yet though, to answer your question. I'd say give them another couple weeks, but yeah, that team is looking rough. That's for sure. Now, now the one and four on the year, you know that that de- uh, that division isn't too isn't too great either. So you never know what could happen with the Bengals looking god awful and um, the Ravens. Ravens kind of cooling off. It appears after the hot start, they cooled yeah. off. Still a decent team. A little bit Lamar Jackson coming back coming back down to earth. Yeah, and know. then and then of course the Browns still in the division and. I feel like I feel like they can still we know we know what they can do. I feel like they just gotta figure it out. You think they can keep riding that and figure it out with Devlin Hodges? <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see if uh we'll see if the third string uh undrafted free agent pickup that Pittsburgh had it uh can do the trick. You know, I sure hope so. But um also news broke today, Jalen Samuels out for a month, so that's that's the running backup running back behind James Conner. So he is now out. That but, hurts. Uh, and then I'm not sure what the uh what the uh situation is with James Washington, but he left the game. It was dropping like flies, you know, and so Yeah, he's I, I don't probably, know. He's probably gonna be out for a little bit. That bye week can't come uh soon enough. And Devlin Devlin Hodges, I mean he I was somewhat impressed yeah. with him. I mean, he's still he I don't think you ride him for a year right. for the rest of the season. Right. But he, he reminded me a lot of Trace McSorley when he when Trace McSorley was at Penn State, just an athletic dude who could run around, pretty much, and not not a very powerful arm. He he had some impressive plays. He's a heads up football player. I like that. He's a football player. I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback, but he's a football player. Yeah, and not to go back on, um, you know what could have been, but it wasn't his fault. They lost the game. That's for sure. No, it's um, not his fault. It was, just, it was an amazing play by the Ravens defender who who had that uh who had that fumble and uh they recovered it and just knocked in the field goal for the win, but I I would not put the game on him cuz when he came in, they still looked they still they still did okay. You know, um we'll see what happens next week if he has the reins of the team and what he can do with it, but yeah, definitely do not put that game on him. From what I saw, yeah, he looked pretty good. Do you know he went to Samford? Samford. Do you know where that is? 
Nope. You don't know where that is? Uh-uh. Okay. What's your best guess of where that is? Samford? Samford. Northeast. What state? New York. No. <laughs> Samford is in Alabama. I'm guessing blonde. <laughs> he he went he went to school in Alabama. Did you Devlin Hodges was a junior world champion or junior world duck calling champion. What in the world? He's a duck calling champion. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. That is the most Alabama thing I've ever heard. He had to he had to give up the dream, you know, give up the dream, go play football. I guess. What could have been? What could have been? <laughs> Jay Gruden got fired. Yeah, you know I can't say uh, it was a surprise. I think a lot of people saw it coming. I hated his attitude. You have a rookie quarterback coming in, and yeah, whenever you put him in, he's he's had rough spots. Of course, he hasn't. He, he very much looks like a rookie quarterback. Right. Whenever he's playing, but it's expected. I mean, yeah, he's Dwayne Haskins. He came in from Ohio State, but you still have to treat him like a rookie quarterback. And you could tell from the start that's not who Jay Gruden wanted. And it seemed to me like he was just throwing a fit. Like I didn't want Dwayne Haskins. You know, or I don't know my quarterback situation. Um, we don't know, pretty much admitting they don't know what they're doing. Um, they do know what they're doing, and I think Bill Callahan is going to turn this around. He he spoke out, and um, he said the time is now to to start integrating Dwayne Haskins, and which Jay Gruden didn't agree with, which is a big reason of why I think he's gone, besides going 0-5. Um, I think uh, Dwayne Haskins still isn't going to play this weekend. He's not going to play. But uh, Bill Callahan, this isn't the first time he's taken over for a Gruden. So, last time it happened, uh, John Gruden went to the Bucks, and Bill Callahan was at the Raiders, and they they played in the Super Bowl. So, I'm not saying the Redskins go to the Super Bowl, but (laughs) it's not the first time Callahan's taken over for a Gruden, and it might turn out to be beneficial a little bit. And I saw him say that... uh... They're going to um, they're going to try and get that run game going. They're going to try and establish the run with uh, Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson. Um, and, Chris, I like Chris, and Chris Thompson. I like that kid. Right, right. Besides the well. besides the fact that he's on my fantasy team, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know if if they can establish the run, you know maybe that'll it'll take some pressure off whoever's in their quarterback, whether it be Colt McCoy or you know maybe in the near future Dwayne Haskins, but um. You know, impressive on that team out of Ohio State, Terry McLaurin. Terry wide McLaurin, receiver. he's been he's been having a big year right. already. First this is the first week he's been held out of the end zone against New England. And that defense is just ridiculous. So nothing on him. Not not Terry McLaurin's fault at all. But still if he's playing they they get the Dolphins this week. Uh I'm gonna go at I'm calling I'm gonna call it the Tua Bowl. Who <laughs> The fight of who's who's gonna get to draft Tua out of Alabama. Tank for Tua. Uh, that I still don't think the Redskins take them. Yeah. Even if they get last, I don't think they'll get last. I think they take care of the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are gonna tank. Um, I've I've heard things like you know Josh Rosen's been in sit- shitty situations his whole career so far, but 
he's still not a guy you want to build a franchise around. Regardless, people are going to say that, oh, he never got his fair shot. You know, he was in a nightmare of an offense in Arizona. He's in a nightmare in Miami now. Well, then send him to, or he'll probably get traded again when after the Dolphins draft Tua. And yeah. then we'll see. And then I guarantee you, Josh Rosen will not be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He won't. At best, second string. I see him being a third string in most places. Uh, it's not going to work out, but it, it's going to be a rough game. I, I, people are saying, like, oh, it's a battle for the last place. I think I still think the Redskins take care of the Dolphins pretty soundly. I say Redskins take it. Um, yeah, down in Miami, that's just a disaster. Tank it. Tank it and rebuild. That's what you do. Yep. And tanking this week, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Can't say I didn't enjoy that one. That was fun, wasn't it? The Packers just came into Jerry's world and absolutely without, disrespected. Right. Without Devontae Adams. Without Devonta Aaron Jones, man. All over him in that first half. Shredded him. Ate him up. And then... The Cowboys come back in the second half, a little late in the game. Try to try to make a game out of it. Amari Cooper with a nice play. I, what that was a nice put that put that defender in a little spin cycle. That was that was impressive. That Amari Cooper had a big day. Um, Dak Prescott, rough man, and and then delusional Cowboys fans, listen to me. Not everything is on the refs. Okay, just like you tell the Saints fans that you can't blame the refs all the time. You can't do it either. You can't do it. You got to walk the talk, all right? You can't run your big mouth all over town, you know, all the time. This is who you played to get your 3-0 start. You played the Giants, you played the Dolphins, and you played the Redskins. Yep. And I don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. I don't think the Cowboys are a bad team. I don't think their season's over by any means. They need a reality check, and I think they got that reality check in the second half whenever they came back a little. Um, they need to figure something out with Dak Prescott because his reads were just terrible. I know they there was a pick where, oh, God, who was he targeting? Was, he was targeting Michael Gallup, and Cowboys fans were just going nuts saying it was a pass interference. Cause I I mean granted the the young corner who was covering him he he they were they were roughing up a little bit he was roughing him up a little bit but nothing that would negate a pi and most of it was in the first five yards of his route which is legal. Dak Prescott made a bad read. He was making bad reads all over the place. Jerry is definitely pissed. Oh yeah, he's pissed. Definitely losing his gourd. Um, still. Cowboys, your season's not over. I don't yeah, think it is. They'll get back on track next week. The though. Packers, I still think the Packers are the favorite in the NFC at this moment. They in look my legit. Opinion. The Packers are the favorite. Um, we'll see how Drew Brees looks whenever he comes back because the Saints still look good with Teddy Bridgewater. And that's another thing. I'm just going to say this one more time as a Texans fan. Texans lost to Drew Brees with 30 seconds on the clock. Cowboys, you got your ass beat by Teddy Bridgewater. 
Humble yourselves. Say it louder. <laughs> Humble yourselves. Teddy Bridgewater is playing good football right now, but yeah, I it's say, still Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I'd say top three teams in the NFC. As of right now, we're probably looking at Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, and I, you know, I really, uh, I really like Seattle. I do like Seattle. I like, I like them a Seattle. lot. I still like, I, I like the Cowboys defense a lot uh, more than Seattle's defense, but I, if they figure it out and, and, uh, you know, there's an interesting stat that the Cowboys defense is only owned in like 30% of fantasy leagues right now. Wow. And, you know, they've got two stud uh, linebackers in Jalen Smith and uh, Van Der Esch. You know, but and they have a favorable matchup coming up. That that fantasy players, like, if you if you need a defense right now, go pick up the Cowboys this week. Pick them up. Pick up the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got for today. Uh, that's all we've got. Liam, you got anything else you want to talk about? Nope, that's it. I'd say uh, next time we're on, we'll probably be talking about these upcoming matchups uh, we've got coming on this weekend. Big game, uh, Houston and um, Kansas City. We can talk about that one. But uh, as far as today, that's all I've got. You got a you got a final score for that game? High scoring. Leave High it with that. You're just going to leave it with that? I'll get See, you next I don't, time. I'll get you next time. Final, I don't have a final score for that one either. Uh, I'm not going to try that, but this has been... The Daily Lateral with Dallas Stewart and my pal Liam Henderson. Uh, we First episode, man. First episode. It's exciting. Yep. We'll see where this goes. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll be back this weekend with some more football. Signing off.